And welcome back to Take One, the podcast that gives you just one transcendent page of Talmud every day. And today's page, Yoma 62, well, it involves one of those strange, evocative images in the entire tractate, the image of the literal scapegoats. I'm going to read a little bit in Hebrew because the words are just so evocative and resonant. The mitzvah of the two Yom Kippur goats, the goat sacrificed to God and the goat sent to Azazel, we'll soon see what that is, that are brought as a pair is as follows that they will both be identical in appearance, i.e. color and in height and in monetary value, and their acquisition must be as one. They must be purchased together. And even if they are not identical, nevertheless, they're valid. And similarly, if he acquired one today and one tomorrow, they are valid. And so this is a deeply strange mythical ceremony that I always found so intriguing, the notion that two goats are selected and one is sent into the wilderness, the other is sacrificed to God. We had the great privilege of starting this week off with words of wisdom from our good friend and teacher. And so it is only right that we invite him again at the end of this week to help us make sense of the mystery. And so help me. Welcome back, our friend our teacher, Rabbi David Bashevkin. Liel, what an absolute joy to be sharing words, particularly about this ritual, which is really at the heart of so much of what happens on Yom Kippur, it is the ritual of the two goats, as exactly as you said, one that is slaughtered to God inside of the temple and his blood is sprinkled in the Holy of Holies. That is a sacrifice to atone for our sins. And the other one we're told is sent to Azazel. What is Azazel? Azazel is like, literally means like, I mean, in Hebrew, you know this better than me. It's like a curse word. It's, it seems like a foreign God. There's some people who say this. Azazel is like this, this like worshiping an idol, so to speak. And we take this goat and we bring it all the way outside of the temple. It's not done with the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol stays. It's brought out with this mysterious man who literally pushes this goat off of a cliff, which is like not the way that we normally slaughter animals in the temple. Normally it's done with a ritual knife and very carefully. And this is literally pushed off of a cliff, and this is what became known as the scapegoat, which later became my favorite 30 for 30 ESPN documentary about the Steve Bartman incident, <laughs> for those uh, 30 for 30 <laughs> fans about scapegoating in sports. But this is the scapegoat that we push off, and the question is, they need to look exactly alike, like what is this ritual actually about? One goat gets to go into the Holy of Holies and the other is like pushed off of a cliff. What exactly is happening here? And there is a startling idea that I'm going to reference exactly where to find it because I don't want any listeners to trust my word for it because it's so startling. It's so incredible. And it's an idea from my teacher that I've cited in the past, Rav Tzadok HaKohen Melublin, that great Hasidic master who animates so much of my own thought. And in his first work on Hasidic thought called Sidkas Hatzadik in the 40th paragraph, he talks about this ritual. And essentially what he says is that each of these goats represent one representing our mitzvos, our times of closeness with God, the times when we follow God's command, 
And that's the goat that winds up in the Holy of Holies. That's the goat that follows the rules and does the right thing. The other goat is representative of all of our sins and failures. And it's deliberately on Yom Kippur that we need these goats to look exactly alike. Because the entire ritual, the entire theme of Yom Kippur is transforming your failures into the greater narrative idea of serving God. That even your mistakes, even your sins are a part of that trajectory. And the reason why we take this goat and we throw it off of a cliff to Azazel, which in any other circumstance would literally be idolatry. But God commands us to do this on Yom Kippur to remind us that there is a mechanism that can transform even your mistakes, even those choices you make that were inappropriate, that were wrong, that separated you from God. There is a way that God, so to speak, is commanding you to do an act of idolatry to bring those choices back to be a part of your destiny. What Yom Kippur is about is transforming your mistakes into your destiny into that greater story and that greater future that throughout every step of your personal narrative, you were coming closer and closer to that ultimate union and connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with God himself. Amen. Setla, Rabbi David Bashevkin, thank you so much for all this wisdom. It is always an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Leo. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sara Fredman Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.